The following story has been brought to you by StoriesToInspire.org. The Breuer's community was once walking in Manhattan, and he passes by McDonald's, and he sees one of the people that Davin and his shul, Chashev Shul, eating a cheeseburger in a McDonald's. He wasn't dealing with some like conservative shul people, like he was dealing with with a with a with a regular from a year that's Shemitah Mitzvahs, and you know he was eating a. So he, you know, he doesn't say anything to the guy, but it really bothered him every time he sees him in shul and you know Yom Kippur, or whatever. He's like. The guy, Mamasha, I don't even know what to do with him. Like, what do you do with him? He's eating McDonald's. He's, a, he's a, eating Trafus and the Vales of Trafus. What do you do with such a guy? Basavachal of everything. One time, he gets a call. This and this Balabas, this Balabas, he's in the hospital. And part of the job of a Rav is to visit sick people in the hospital when they're davening in your shul. So he didn't really want to go. He was like really still upset at the guy. But he goes and visits him and he says, How are you doing, Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Levy? He says, not doing so well. He says, what happened? He says, I don't know if the Rav knows. He says, but I have a very severe ulcer in my stomach. Terrible ulcer. And it's so severe that if it starts to erupt and I don't eat something in time, within like a few seconds, I could die. The ulcer could like explode or whatever it does and I could bleed to death, I could die. He says, Rabbi... There, there have been times, I'm embarrassed to tell you, that I have been walking in Manhattan, and all of a sudden I feel that my ulcer is about to pop, and I had to go into a McDonald's even and eat whatever they had just to stay alive. mamish. He said, I had an ulcer, I didn't get it in time, and I rushed to the hospital, and Baruch Hashem, hopefully we're on the mend, but that's, <laughs> Schwab says to himself, I, I blew it. I was looking at the nega. I was nega. I was looking at the nega at the bus of I was very focused on McDonald's and on the bus of and the veils and trefus. I saw the nega clearly, but I didn't see the totality of the person. I didn't bother to check why did it. What drove him to eat this? What drove him to go into the? I didn't bother. I, I just like immediately paskin lamavus. That's it. And there's a million of these stories. I could go on for days and days with stories. In, from the books, there are many books written on this if you like this subject. But I could tell you personal stories, and I'm sure you could tell me personal stories of things that you saw and it wasn't as it seemed. You looked like, it looked exactly what you thought it was, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one quick story. When I was a little kid, I was, there, there was a Haggadah that was put out for a tzedakah organization. It was called the Diskin Orphanage. And it was basically a, they made copies of old Haggadahs, like, like with illustrations in it. So they, every year they publish another Haggadah and they, you know, with a paperback cover. It's famous. Like you buy a whole series of them. And it was, it was mailed out to thousands of people as part of their uh, fundraising efforts for the Diskin Orphan, Orphanage. So my uncle, Oliver Shalom, had a uh, very Hashua old Haggadah. They asked him permission to copy it, to typeset it, to, you know, to, to copy it and, and use it. And they said, what would you like to name it? You, you got the naming rights. So he says, well, you know, my namesake was Moshe Bamberger. That was my grandfather. That was his father. So he says, I'm going to, let's call it the Moshe Bamberger Haggadah. Okay, nice name. So it comes in the mail and my father shows me. It's really cool. I don't know if you, you know, when, and now I'm used to having my name on covers of books, but I'm just, but, Back in the time to see your name, you know, the Moshe Bamber Agada, it's Spitz, like, you know, it's like bragging rights. 
wasn't me. It was, it wasn't even my grandfather, but it was named after him, but it, it looked really cool. So I brought a copy into Yeshiva for show and tell. I wanted to show my Rebbe that my name, you know, his Talmud's name is, is on the cover. So, but I didn't show it right away. And there was another boy in the class who comes in and, and he comes up to the Rebbe and he shows the Rebbe the Moshe Bamberger Haggadah. And I was like, I didn't give you permission to take that out of my bag. That's my Moshe Bamberger That's not your Moshe Bamberger That's, you know, what right did you have to go into my bag and take it out? He says, no, I didn't. Oh, come on, baloney. Give it back. He says, all right, fine. He gave it back to me. And chutzpah, and I was like really steaming from this. Like, how did this guy go? He stole my thunder. I wanted to show it to my rabbi. He took my thing and showed it to my... Anyway, I come home, and I take it out of the bag, look through my knapsack, and like, there are two Moshe Bamaragadis now in my bag. This kid, his father got one in the mail also. He gave it to his son to bring to Yeshiva to show Rebbe or to show me or whatever. And I immediately, I, like, as a kid, like, what's the chances of like, this guy also having a Moshe Bamaragada, you know, that, and showing it to Rebbe? I, you need a Krima cup. You need to like have a little bit of a twisted mind to like think that maybe that would be the case. But I was so quick to assume in my, in the courtrooms in my mind that he's wrong. Obviously I'm right. I, I can't be wrong. But you always have to be down the cops close. You, everything that you do, whatever you see in anybody, you see a person on the street, you see a person in your house, you see a person, judge favorably. Cause first of all, you probably don't know what he's doing right now. And even if you see exactly what he's doing right now, and you know that he doesn't have an ulcer, and why is he in McDonald's? You don't know. You still don't know. You have no idea what people, how many layers, much more layers than an onion has, does the human brain have. That's a good quote. Stories to inspire, quote. Um, but it's true. There are so many layers and that a person has, person's childhood, a person's experiences in, in school with his friends, with his rabbeim, with people that bullied him, with people that abused him, with people that weren't nice to him. There's so a million things. I'll never know everything about you. You'll never know. So what are you judging for? And if you don't judge, and this is the punchline, if you are able to stop being the judge, the jury, and the executioner of everybody that everybody that you see, that will stop us from speaking Lashon Hara. This terrible thing called Lashon Hara all starts and ends from the fact that we're judging everybody. Did you see what Yankel did this morning? Uh, you know, at my breakfast. What are you telling me that for? Because you you're, you saw something and you're judging him based on what you saw. But buddy, you didn't see anything because you don't know what what you saw. You have no idea what you saw. What you saw is most probably, if not probably, probably, exactly the opposite of what you saw. Your mind, your eyes are so deceiving. And if you realize that, if you recognize that, I don't know anything about anybody. I don't even know about myself. How am I going to know about you? When my father was sick in the hospital, so I was, uh, it was in a hospital in Long Island, and I was sitting in the waiting room, you know, waiting for his procedure to be over, and I was, you know, there's not much to do in the waiting room. So you maver said a little bit, you do the daf and whatever. And then like, you listen to other people's conversations, right? That's all, that's all there is to do there. So basically there was a woman that was sitting in the waiting room and, and then another woman comes in, a separate woman, not, not related at all. She's also sitting waiting and they start looking at each other and they say, you look very familiar. Oh yeah, I know you, you're, you work in a certain store in Manhasset. Manhasset is like a very spitz area in Long Island, a lot of fancy stores there. And this hospital is like a stone's throw away from there. So 
One woman worked in a store, and the other one was a shopper in that store. So she says, you used to come to our store all the time, but now you stopped. Why'd you stop? She says, I'll tell you why I stopped. Because I used to like coming into the store because you have beautiful dresses and stuff. So, but then this woman that worked in your store, one time I came out with a dress, and she says, it's you. That dress, it's you. That, that rubbed me the wrong way. She says, you're telling me that it's you? You're telling me that this dress is me? I don't know who I am, and you're telling me, you're some stranger, you're telling me that it's me? And that's why I stopped coming to this store. Don't tell me that it's you. I don't know me. Don't tell, don't tell, don't you tell me who I am. And that was such a Musar Haskell that I took from that. It was Kedai, you know, to be in the hospital, you know, besides for what I was there for, just for that part. Because it's so true. It's so true. Don't tell me who I am. You're judging me. I don't even know who I am. You're judging, you're telling me who I am? I don't know who I am, and you're telling me who I am. And you're telling other people who I am. How dare you? How dare you go and judge me and tell other people about me? And then ruin my life. And ruin my chance of getting a job. And a shidduch. And, and, and make friends. And all, all because you judged me. What right do you have to judge me? That's what every single person that you ever spoke Lashonara about could tie it to you someday. You judged me? You told somebody that I'm not smart? You told somebody that I'm lazy? You told somebody that I don't come to davening on time? You told somebody that I, that I, not this and I'm not that and I'm yeshivish and I'm not, I'm not this and I'm not. Don't judge me because you have no idea about me. You cannot judge me. So stop talking. Stop making decisions and opening up your mouth and you're wagging your tongue against me because you have no idea what you're seeing. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.